Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Well, hello, folks. I hope this uh, 140th podcast finds you well. Uh, we're still in the book of Job. We're in chapter eight. It's exciting. You know, there's so much happening to Job. It just kind of freaks me out. And, uh, but at the same time, with every lesson, with every piece of advice, God has something to say to us. And he's saying, don't be like these guys. Don't be like Eliphaz. And now we're going into Bildad the Shuhite, Stephanie. And uh, uh, man, he's, he, well, he's a knucklehead. But anyway, my friend and co-host, Stephanie Wesco. Uh, so catch us up on what's going on, how you're doing this morning, Stephanie. Doing pretty well, Doug. Thanks for having me. Oh, praise God. And uh, I think I'm doing pretty well, too. Uh, I had a Vente chai tea latte with seven pumps of chai no water extra hot i'm showing this to stephanie right now on zoom that thing right there that's that's like a quart uh it's like drinking a quarter milk or actually i think they make it with half and half and there's a reason that i'm fat enough to be the thanksgiving turkey and uh, right there that's part of the reason <laughs> i gotta let go of those but anyway let's go to bill dad so so there's a lot going on with Job on a very serious note, nature. I know we joke a little bit sometimes in here, but we're going through the book of Job for a couple reason, uh, reasons. I think the biggest one is so we can know how not to be uh, and so we can know how to be and then that we can be closer to God. So number one, know not how to be and how to be. Number two, to be closer to God. So the book of Job, I mean, this is a hard book to swallow. This is, this is tough stuff. I mean, there's things going on in this book that just, uh, you know, it, our trials here on earth, things we've been through. And I mean, I've read books on, uh, you know, our, our father. I've just read a book right now that's called Our Fathers and Sons, Fathers and Sons, about World War II, about Jews who escaped and their sons went back as German translators. And, and, and they actually opened concentration camps with Patton's army. And there's all kinds of stuff going on. I'm reading, I read about three books all the time. And I've really given up on TV of late. Like the last week, I've, I've decided that TV is unworthy. And uh, nothing against anybody who's watching it. But this is what I learned over and over again. There are terrible atrocities, Stephanie. There are people going through trials that I can't even imagine. You've been through trials, Stephanie, that I can't even imagine. But everybody who's been through these trials has one thing in common. They have a God. Uh, they have a great God. And we got to tap into that God. And we're going to talk about that this morning. Stephanie has some serious thoughts about Bildad the shoe height. And we always joke that he was shoe height. He was the shortest guy in the Bible. Uh, we said, as we were praying just before we came on with you, we, uh, we were looking at this podcast and Stephanie had made the comment, which I agree with wholeheartedly, that this guy should be stepped on or something if he's that short. But uh, he's got some <laughs> stuff going on here. Bildad is not a good friend. If you've got a Bildad in your life, apologies right up front. Uh, God's going to use you to do some work on old Bildad. But here we are. Uh, we're going to go through the first 12 verses here on the first part of this uh, chapter 8 of the book of Job. Then answered Bildad the Shuhite and said, How long will thou speak these things? And how long shall the words of thy mouth be like a strong wind? Doth God pervert judgment, or doth the Almighty pervert justice? If thy children have sinned against thee, and he have cast them away for their transgressions. If thou wouldest seek unto God betimes and make thy supplication to the Almighty, if thou wert pure and upright, surely now he would awake for thee 
and make the habitation of thy righteousness prosperous. Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. For inquire, I pray thee, of the former age, and prevail thyself to the search of thy fathers, of their fathers. For we are but of yesterday, and know nothing, because our days upon earth are a shadow. Shall not they teach thee, and tell thee, in utter words of their heart? Can the rush grow up without mire? Can the flag grow without water? Whilst it is yet in the greenness, and not cut down, it withereth before any other herb. Wow. You know, this guy's a knucklehead, Stephanie. Old Bildad's bringing up the ifs, the ugliness, the suppositions, what's going on. And I mean, you don't have to read far here to, to, to want to pounce this guy. Thank God he can straight. The love of Christ. Tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians, I want, to, I want to say this right up front before I let Stephanie loose here. Because her and I are in the same place. So I want to put some of God's wisdom in here. It reminds us in the, uh, in the second book of Corinthians, I believe chapter 4, uh, it reminds us that the love of Christ constraineth us. But boy, it'd be real easy to pop old Bildad the shoe height right in the nose. So Stephanie, you're looking at this. He's saying things like, how long are you going to speak about this? Is, is God perverting judgment? I mean, he's pointing a finger uh, right at Job here. I mean, what are you thinking when you read those first 12 verses? That he's a jerk. Uh, um, yeah. But besides that, um, Bildad has a very skewed view of God. His view of God is that it's almost a work salvation, quite honestly. And Bildad saying, if you were doing the right stuff, if you were living the right way, if you were um, not sinning, I mean, he's just. And if you were living that way, a just God wouldn't do this to you unless you're sinning, unless you're doing something wrong. And then verse five and six, you know, if you were really seeking God and really praying to him, and if you were really pure and right, and we know Job was, I mean, that's how the book starts off, that Job was perfect and upright in all of his the ways. Best. Yeah. And, and that's God talking about him. And Bildad says, if you were really those things, God would be taking care of you mm. and would be prospering you. And I mean, it's like, wow. So now not only is Job in you know, not only has the fact that maybe he's in sin and needs to get that right. Now, now Bildad is saying, you're not pure. You're not upright. You're a jerk. And so you're not seeking God. If you're really seeking God, he'd be helping you out at the very least. And it's, it's literally like, like Bildad saying, Job, you're not saved because God wouldn't treat someone who's really seeking him this way. Yeah. Yeah, Bildad's being a total jerk. Uh, and, it, you know, when someone's hurting, and we want to go back to the practical side of this, uh, when somebody is in a terrible place, you don't go in and do the na-na-na-na-na. There's something unspiritual about you. There's something not right about Folks, I know whole churches like this, okay? I've, I've run across people like this who, that's not the work of God. You know what the work of God is here? The work of God is here is to come up alongside of Job, hold him in your arms and say, sorry, brother, let's pray. Sorry, uh, can I, you know, can I get you uh, something to drink? Maybe something to eat? Can I, 
you know, help you build a shelter? Can I, you know, this is not the work of God here with Build That. This is, you know, this is, what is the, what, what's Build That? What do you think his end goal is here with those first 12 verses, Stephanie? Well, I, I think Bill Dad really believes with all of his heart, obviously, that Job's a jerk. And um, when I think of Bill Dad, I think of a, of a list that God gives us um, where he says the things he hates are a proud look, froward mouth, an evil way. Yeah. That's what, that's what Bill Dad is. That's what describes him. He's proud. He's arrogant. He's got an evilness about him. He's a narcissist. Honestly. Yeah. He's... He, he, he literally, to, to make himself feel like the spiritual leader in this situation, he has literally put Job on his cheese grater. Yeah. And, I mean, it's going to get worse. Verse 13, after he talks yeah. about this rush and how it, you know, it withereth before any other herb. In other words, Job, God's taking you out first. Yeah, and, and, and wait till says, we get to 20. It's going to ruin your life. Well, let me read that real quick. Let me yeah. let me read those verses real quick because I agree it's time to move there. And uh, so are the paths of all that forget God and the hypocrites hope shall perish. I mean, there's Bill that again, slapping them. Uh, whose hope shall be cut off and whose trust shall be a spider's web. He shall lean upon his house, but it shall not stand. He shall hold it fast, but it shall not endure. He is green before the sun, and his branch shooteth forth in the garden, in his garden. His roots are wrapped around the heap, and seeth the place of stones. If he destroy him from his place, then it shall deny him, saying, I have not seen thee. Behold, this is the joy of his way, and out of the earth shall others grow. Behold, God will not cast away a perfect man, neither will he help the evildoers, till he fill thy mouth with laughing and thy lips with rejoicing. They that hate thee shall be clothed with shame, and the dwelling place of the wicked shall come to naught. You know, over and over again, Stephanie, over and over again, Bildad's pointing at him, saying, this is all your fault. Uh, you're yeah. not righteous. You can't stand up in front of God. What an awakening that Bildad's going to have. But over and over again, he's going after him. Over and over again, he is. he's just going after him. He's just... Uh, trying to make Bildad look worse. He's trying to, uh, in some, I mean, make uh, uh, Job look worse. I've never seen anybody slap, 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 slap. And that's what he's doing. Uh, yeah. Everything he says is a slap. And yep. uh, uh, now, now, have you met people like this? Have you met people that are this bad, that are this narcissistic, that are this prideful, that are this arrogant? Yep. <laughs> and they're they're not my friends anymore let me tell you that um something i see here that's very um very interesting and you and i have talked about this in relation to narcissism in relation to working with um people who have been through abuse i mean so to top all of job's ptsd he now has the people he trusted most that were his friends are abusing him that's what's mm. going on here they're mentally emotionally and um, spiritually abusing him. Yeah. And I see, you know, we've talked about the Jezebel spirit of control and manipulation. Bill dad, in order to make himself feel like I'm right with God, 
because God hasn't let this happen to me. Yeah. I'm in a spiritual place of authority because this hasn't happened to me is now advising Job on all of his issues and the reason God is fed up with him. And there's the pride and the level of control he's trying to play over Job here. It's literally like he's got a hammer over Job saying, dude, get with it or you're going to get slammed again. Yeah. And, um, it honestly creeps me out and makes my blood boil all at the same time. Oh, it does. That he would literally have the gall. In verse 13, he is insinuating that Job has forgotten God. Yeah. That Job had forgotten God long before. He's accusing Job of before these accidents happened, before all of this, you were a hypocrite and you had forgotten God. Your mm. hope was completely misplaced. I mean, he is literally making accusations of Job that absolutely boggle my brain. Oh, and, and his kids. Yes. He's bad enough he's, his kids if your children have sinned against them. Yeah. No, he's he's literally, he is the the epitome of a narcissist. Yeah. And I think it's important here for those of, you know, for people listening to, to be aware. Job was a godly, perfect, and upright man but he had narcissists as friends. He yeah. people, some of the people that he thought were his closest friends were evil. They were proud, they were abusive. And be careful that, you know, your friends, who your friends really are will be revealed when you're in the midst of a trial. And I have found this to be true of people that when Charles died, I thought would be some of the people that would be the strongest support ended up being the ones who I could trust the least. Yeah. And people that I didn't even know, like you and Debbie, who I never would have dreamed, you know, dreamed of, didn't, had never even heard of you, ended up being the people I could trust the most. And be cautious if you're in the midst of a trial, if you have someone who is hammering you, you might need to distance and um, so that you don't end up being put through what Job went through. Well, it's, you know, it's even worse than that, Stephanie. It's not only are they hammering him, they're hammering him in the name of God and righteousness. Blasphemous, yeah. And yeah. it is. It's, it's, a, it's a blasphemous. It's, uh, you know, it's, this is a false prophet. These are mm -hmm. false teachers. Uh, they're leading Job down the wrong road. And, and you know, I think... I think the most hurt that somebody on earth can do to someone else is, uh, in a way, and, and think about this for a minute, is teach them something wrong about God to try to make them look worse than they are. And I know people who do this. I know people who manipulate the Word of God. I know people who use that manipulation of the Word of God for their own benefit, to make them look better, to make you look worse. and. And I guess, and what I wanted to do is I wanted to take a few minutes. We build that the shoe height. It's 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 like Eliphaz, except worse. At least at least Eliphaz came on as kind of loving him, and then closed graciously. I thought he did. I thought I thought yeah. Eliphaz did a better thing a couple chapters ago. I think he came on the scene. He was more gracious at the end. He was more gentle coming in. I mean, Bildad is just sick of life, and and Job and wants Job to die, wants yeah. Job to give up. Now, yeah. when you encounter, now, and this is where I'm coming at you, and I should have warned you about this. I, I don't warn Stephanie about things we, uh, 
you know, and it's a little harder today because I can see her terrified face when I say some things to her quickly here. I've only seen it once uh, today. But anyway, uh, you got someone in your life, Stephanie, and they claim to be of God and they're manipulating you. They're misrepresenting God. And this happens especially to ladies. And, and, and so I need your help in this. I mean, what do you say to a lady who's in the wrong place? I mean, getting the wrong advice, uh, maybe going out with the wrong guy, uh, maybe ready to make the biggest mistake of their life. What do you say? Well, I say that this is where God's word being a lamp to our feet and light to our path is important. And measure anything that is said to you up to the truth of God's word. And, you know, if you have someone in your life, you may love them. And I believe Job had invested in these guys. I, do, I believe that. I think Job had invested in these guys. They knew who he was. But because in their brains, they couldn't come to terms with the fact that God could be just and Job could be right with God and these things happen. To justify things in their brains, they attacked Job. And um, yeah. you know, sometimes the people we love the most and maybe have invested in for years— I don't think Job, you know, I think Job and these guys had been friends for a very long time. Otherwise, Job would have said, guys, boot it. I'm kicking yeah. you out. Yeah. The fact that Job put up with these guys and put up with what they were saying to him tells me these guys had known each other a long time. Yeah. And. Seven days, seven nights sitting out there with them. Right. Yeah. And so I, I think these guys knew each other. Yeah. And. um you know, I'm currently in situations where, you know, <laughs> I can relate a little bit to this and it's painful. It's painful to be in that position where you're being judged and you're having things said about you and you can't do a thing about it because you just can't people that, people that are saying things or doing things, quote unquote, in God's name or what they believe with his blessing that's between them and God. And the only thing you can do is distance yourself, protect yourself, protect your kids. Um, yeah. Job, I think got drugged down as we, as we go through, Job just keeps trying to reason with these guys. You're not going to re reason with a narcissist. You're not going to reason with people who have that spirit, who are, who are perhaps weren't narcissistic themselves, but they are being influenced by a narcissist. You're not going to deal with people like that. These guys did not come to Job. Maybe Eliphaz did a little more, but these guys didn't come to Job saying, Job, we know you love the Lord, and we don't understand why God has allowed these things in your life, but we're here to support you, Yeah. and we're here to help you heal. They literally approached this as, Job, you're wrong. You need to get your heart right. You need to turn around your direction 180 degrees because— you know, this is on you because of God and God's dealing with you. And yeah, <laughs> Job's more gracious to me because I would have said, then get lost because I have enough to deal with without people like you being around. And um, Job was way more gracious than I would have been at this point. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think 
that's my advice is if you have someone in your life that's doing this to you, be it someone you consider, you know, if you have someone in your life that you love, like I said, Job loved these guys, but Job might've been better off to say, I'm done with you guys. You're not helping me out. Yeah. And I think, um, I think there's, I think we need to say there's a couple categories of things uh, to what Stephanie's saying. She's absolutely 100% right. If you've got someone in your life that shouldn't be there, get rid of them. And I'm not now, if you're married, I'm not saying that. If, you, if you're married, if you uh, before God and witnesses, you need to get counseling. You need to, you need to get that right. You don't need to be abused. There's never a reason to be abused. Uh, sometimes you have to get away from the abuse a little bit. Stay with mom and dad or make them stay with mom and dad. But listen, if you, don't go to that dark place. You know, I always tell people, I'd rather be single and wanting to be married than be married and wanting to be single. And uh, there's some real jerks out there. And, and there's some real jerks in your life with friendships. And sometimes, sometimes you have to get rid of those things. And I think, you know, reading Bildad here, and I think it's hermeneutically correct. When you get a knucklehead like Bildad giving you nothing but bad advice, if suppose you were a good person, suppose you were this, suppose you were perfect before God, suppose, you know, uh, I mean, he's a jerk. Uh, but yeah. it, it can't help but spark Stephanie and I to get to that place where we say, listen, there's knuckleheads in our life. And sometimes, sadly, they can be family. Uh, and they went to the wrong place. And, and brethren, let me tell you this. You, you've got a responsibility to do all you can to patch things up. But if they don't patch, if they don't get right, uh, take that away from you, especially, you know, if you got other kids, if you got kids. And I know I'm talking to 90 out of a hundred people out there that I'm talking to. So I want to be very careful with what I'm saying to you. People can ruin your life. And uh, I think if there's anything we can say to you at all, understand that people who are not right with God can ruin your life. And uh, you, know, you know, the Bible says, I'm going to come right back to you, Stephanie. I want to read this one verse and Romans chapter 12, let love be without dissimulation, which is hypocrisy. Abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. Those are your watchwords out of this bill, Dad. Stephanie, you got two minutes, and I know you want to go from what I said there, and I wanted to give you these couple minutes. So as I cautioned people and told them to abhor, abhor that which is evil, to get away, uh, what yep. say you? Well, I think it's easy. It's the, the easy thing that I see here, too, um, when I look at Chapter 8, like you said, Bildad didn't just attack Job. He attacked his children that were yeah. dead. Yeah. And we've talked about this in the past. Charles has by people who should have loved him the most and by people who knew him, knew who he was. He's been attacked since his death. Yeah. And called names, yeah. called foolish, called, um, he's had accusations thrown at him of things that he never did by people who know better. And, I'm telling you to go after a dead person is the lowest form of low. It is. Um, Bill dad reveals how low of a character he is that he yep. attacked Job's children here too. And, the, and when you're dealing with a narcissist like this, because only a narcissist will attack a dead person. I'm exactly. sorry. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. It's evil. And, um, yeah. remember that, you have a God in heaven who's hearing everything that's said. And when I look at what Bildad says to Job here, I have to remember that God was taking great interest in this conversation. And God kept track of what Bildad said. 
And later on, God's going to get in Bildad's face. And remember that you have a God in heaven who is standing there beside you. And you may be in what you feel like is a helpless, hopeless position. But remember that you have a God in heaven who is walking that path with you. He sees your fears. He sees your tears. He sees your hopeless, broken heart. And find your refuge and your confidence in him, not in what people say to you or about you. Find your identity and your hope in the Lord. There it is. And there it is, my friends. And it's so important. Now that verse, I'm going to close with it. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. You know, you got to make some tough decisions out there. Get rid of the bad. Uh, Get rid of the ungodly. Cleanse them from your life. If you happen to be married them, go to a pastor and get that right. And uh, you can try to get it right with the people who are hurting you, but I'll tell you, nine times out of 10, people are narcissists, they're knuckleheads. They need God, point them to God, point the way, point them to God across the street, point them to their pastor, point them to wherever you gotta go. Listen, we didn't mean to go negative on this at the end, but we really did. Uh, We're here to talk about what God teaches us from his word. And I think it was absolutely correct to take the the knucklehead Bildad with all his suppositions, with all his accusations, with all his finger pointing, with all his bad things, and say that we all got Bildads that are either been in our life and are in our life now, and we need to get rid of them. We need to get rid of them. Hey, we love you folks out there. Hope you're having a great day. Make sure you stop by and uh, visit us on Help for Wounded Spirits on our Facebook page. Make sure you buy Stephanie's book. I'm really excited about her book, uh, Till Die is Gain. We're going to start working at the end of this week. Uh, we're going to be sending out my book in earnest, hopefully by the end of next week. Overcomers, uh, next week or two, will be on Amazon for you to buy. Uh, wounded Spirits Who Got Right, Who Saw God, Who Was Helped, and just a little uh, little sneaky trick in there. There will be a chapter or two about Stephanie in there. So you won't want to miss it, and uh, you'll want to be part of that. But most importantly today, we love you. And uh, we're praying that God will have his way in your heart, that God will hold you greatly in his arms. If you need some help, go out to Amazon, buy that book, To Die Is Gain. Uh, Find an Abundant Life and Death by Stephanie Wesco. Uh, a good song for you to listen to today on YouTube. We put it out there. Fear not my child. I've walked the path you walk. And go out there and look at that song. We sure do love you folks. We hope you have a great day. Take care. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.